Hey everybody, it's Rip DDT. I'm kicking back in my bedroom here. You can hear a fan in the background. But I'm um, also watching The Hobbit. And uh, I was thinking about movies. And I was thinking about how God talks to us through movies. And all these different elements in the movies. I'm going to turn this down now. All the elements in the movies. Um, how each person's going through a different phase of their life. So God's talking to them and strengthening them. And, them in areas where we may not be strengthening others. Now, sometimes we can miscommunicate through those times, uh, as well as actually also connect through those times, too. And our connecting is in the Lord. Our connecting is in that, that river of God, the, the love of God. Really, it's really about the love of God. In our hearts, we have to settle that. Does God love us? Are we worthy of it? All these things cross our mind, you know, when we're thinking about it. But honestly, you know, some people are supposed to think, well, is it really even a God? I don't know if you're even in that stage. So you're sure, but he has to show you that himself. I can't. I can tell you all you want and can try to convince you, but that's just manipulation. I'm not into that. Let God do the, the show. Let God be the show. God, God is able to display himself. I mean, like, through the Old Testament, all the times that men called on God to display himself, and boom, he shows up, man, and how he shows up in mighty power. And then think about it in your own life, too, how many times he showed up for you. I mean, how many... Ever had any uh, close death experiences, you know, near-death experiences? I've had lots of near-death experiences. And uh, I say that almost as if it's kind of fun, but it's not. They're all near-death experiences. They're pretty frightening, but, but crazy, too, though, you know. And there's been times where I wasn't frightened, and, and, and I had courage in that, in that situation, was able to speak wisdom in the situation with, and, and save everybody that was in the situation, which was a couple of different times distinctly in my life. Uh, with a couple of car accidents, but I told my buddy, I just said, hang on, man. And everything slowed down and started moving in frames. So I click, click, click like it does. Okay, so we have three seconds. Uh, if you know anything about video editing and video, three seconds uh, frames, you know, three, three, three frames a second is about the right to keep a consistent, nice flow of, of the video flowing so that you don't have any glitches and stuff, right? Well, um, there's more more to it than just that, but that's just kind of a spacing. But the thing is, is that three seconds... Uh, per frame is, is slows down in life when it starts doing that. You want to pay attention, but just hold your breath and then let it out real slow. Hold your breath, let it out real slow, and then whatever comes to your heart, speak that. And then you speak that. You clear your mind. Your mind is clear, though, in that situation because you're going, uh-oh, you know, we're in an accident. Like, we flipped around 70 miles an hour going backwards uh, at, a, at a junction where we caused some gravel. Swerving out of the way of a coyote. <laughs> Uh, my friend in, in a Mustang that had no front end, basically. It had a fenders and a hood, and the hood was wired on, and it had no grill and no bumper. And we wired a bumper on it. It, it was a, the, uh, um, it was a, a, a freaking um, a piece of another car we wired onto it for a bumper. Not a bumper, though. Um, the drivetrain, we wired the, dri the uh, drive axle, and we wired it on the front of the car. And um, our hood blew off like... Um, 40 miles before, I don't know, about 40, maybe about 20 miles, about 20 miles before that junction, our hood blew off when a semi passed us. It just ripped off because it was just wired on. We're trying to get back to California. We're in Idaho, and uh, we hit this junction down here, man, and we hit some gravel, sort of another way of a coyote, and the car flipped around 180 degrees backwards or so. And now we're flying down the road backwards, and then all of a sudden we're up on two wheels, and it's on my side of the car, passenger's side, and we're starting to head towards the desert. Right, you know, and there's a big dip right there before it goes off into flat desert and then just goes into flat desert for quite a while. And I was like, oh, crap. But it's not the normal kind of desert, though. I mean, there's huge giant sagebrushes and rocks and all kinds of crap out there. And it's in, so it's, it's high desert. So you're like, 
you know, I mean, it was looking bad for us. And I swear, this light came down upon the car. It came down upon the car. It got bright around the car, and inside the car got bright. And, my, and I told my brother, bro, bro, hang on. I said, hang on, just hang on to the steering wheel, man. Don't do anything. I said, take your foot off the gas and off the brake. He took his foot off the gas and the brake. And then he put his foot, and I said, but I'll put your foot back on the brake. And he put his foot back on the brake. And I said, no, take it off and just let it off and don't do anything. And so we did. And I don't know how we managed to stop before we went down inside that that crevice and then off into the freaking desert like a, a bat out of hell. We would have flipped in for him by, at that point. Ripped the tires off the car, tore the axles, bent them over. Bent them over on the side of the car. Um, almost, almost did the door in, but it didn't. So this light came down on top of the car right about the right, about the time we flipped around backwards. And it just hovered around that car and it felt like it was, like the hand of God was holding our car down and keeping us from going in the desert. That's what it felt like. I'm sure we had angels working overtime, pressing the car down and keep us from going over. But we didn't roll off into the desert, thank God. Twisted the frame, a bunch of really crazy crap to the car underneath, but um, it saved our life. But we, no roll bar in the car. <laughs> it was a 68 Mustang that he bought that it was the front end was falling apart on. And he just, from the doors back, it was cherry, but from the front end, it wasn't. And we took a risk and drove it down to Idaho and then brought it back. But we didn't make it back in that car. We came back in his grandma's car. And, uh, his grandpa brought us back. It was pretty cool. Uh, back to San Diego. But this is back a long time ago. Now, near-death experience. Everything was moving in click, 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 like it does when we get, like, like when it happens when you get in fights and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, when you get challenged or get in a fight or whatever out of you know, or, or actually sometimes, actually, um, even during sparring times, sometimes it will, will click into it, me and a friend will click into that space where it will be that timeless space. We call it that timeless space. And it's going to be interesting, but what I've noticed is I've noticed that, that it's it's God's, it, it, it's light. It's never it's never darkness that saves me. It's always light. It's always light. And I've noticed that every single time. And you that experience, it always seems like the hand of God has just shielded us from whatever we were getting ready to enter, enter into, you know, and, and whether we did get injured or not, it was minor injury. It wasn't heart injury, but I don't, can't recall a time I ever did get injured when, when the light was present like that. And um, I've always thought, man, that's really cool. And I, and I thought, was thinking about that while I was watching this movie. I was watching how these, they're fighting, you know, it's a dark and light movie, right? You know, um, this uh, the, the Hobbit trilogy, the first one I'm watching, this first one. The unexpected journey is, and I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm watching the different characters, and I'm watching the different characteristics being worked out in each character. Each one has a certain thing that where there's an aspect of strength that's coming to that area, area because it's so weak in that in their characteristics, and they all work together kind of as a group, but yet they're kind of all each an individual as well. So you know, even though they're working together as a group, they've got their rally points. You know, like uh, they got the king, and the and the and the darkness has its you know overlord or whatever you know, and they're out doing a thing out there. On the on the field, the field officer out there, they're, they're again working as a group and as a team, or kind of almost like an army against this uh, against this band of, uh, of dwarves and, and and a wizard and, and this uh, and this little halfling, and uh, they're uh, and they're, and what I was noticing is I was noticing how that each one of us is each one of us is in life in that same position, or in one of those positions we find ourselves in one of those characters, those areas that are being worked on. And if we look at those as strengths, those strengths and realize that that is the love of God, that that is God's comfort, that is actually, you know what, it is the river of God. And he says we're planting, we're like a tree that's planted. This is in Isaiah, so we're, we're planting of the Lord. We're planted by these many waters, these rivers, there's just big rivers, but this, these big rivers are, are, are just symbolic of this one giant river, which is his love. This giant river of love is, is incredible. God's love 
it starts out, in, I think it's in Ezekiel, if I remember right, but if, I haven't studied it for a long time, so I can't remember exactly where it's at, but it is in one of the prophets, one of the major prophets, and if you go back and you look at the river of God, and you look at the, how deep it was when he goes out to measure the river, and he goes out, he measures it, and it was ankle high, and then he goes out, and it was knee high, and then he goes out, and it was waist high, and then he goes out, and it was, you know, and he keeps going, and that was over his head, you know, the last measurement was, it was way over his head, it was over his head, it covered over him, the river of God, and that's God's, a picture of God's love, just how much he actually loves us, and how much he does protect us in times that where we're, you know, I mean, we have to walk in wisdom if we understand faith. If you understand faith, knowing faith and walking in faith and being in faith are all very different from one another. But they all combine to make this this, this, this place of, of solidity in your faith in God. God, you can trust God. You can trust God. You can even trust Him for your loved ones. And we have to start believing that again. If we don't start believing that again, we're going to, you know, look at where we're at right now. And, we, and because of that, it gives us responsibility. It gives us responsibility for taking care of one another. Caring for one another is a huge, big deal to God. It's a huge, big deal to God. And, you know, I haven't always been good at that. I've been horrible at it, as a matter of fact. You know, and, but, I, but I do know it's right. I do know it's the, it's the right thing to do. And you guys, you know what I mean. Taking care of one of each other does matter. It does matter. It matters to Him, and it should matter to us. And if it doesn't matter to us, then we just lost our heart for humanity. And we can't do that. We can't do that to one another. We shouldn't do that, because we're part of life, too. If we take care of one another, things would change so much. I mean, really take care of one another. And, you know, I, I, my people that I'm around, they, they know that I have a weakened immune system because of this crazy HIV thing that i got to deal with. Um, but they know that, so they, they take care of me. They don't, they don't go out places without their mask, you know, and, and, and get something to bring it back. Listen, you can't just go out and use your mask and get one with a filter, wear your masks until this is over with. So the pandemic's over with. It's not nowhere near over with. Get a vaccination if you haven't gotten it. Some people say, are having side effects from it, they say, but I think it's because of fear. I believe it's. I believe that because I, I know in my own life when I've had fear over vaccinations, I didn't get them. And when I did get them, I, uh, I ended up with that, that, that's like the flu. I don't get flu because I don't, because of a fear thing. I know I'm trying to still try to come that in my life, but it's a fear thing. I don't get flu shots, but I don't get the flu either. And every time I was getting a flu shot there for a while, I was getting the flu, and I got tired of that. And so I stopped getting the flu shot so I don't get the flu. You know, and, and I started thinking that was where my fear was at, was I kept getting that flu shot. And it's the same thing with everything else. And it's like, how do you overcome these fears where you're taking medications, and you, and you, and you know that to, to overcome that, you have to overcome that fear. But you don't understand how to overcome that fear. The only place you can go is to God's love. The only place you can go is to God's love, because He's the only one that's got, for one thing, Within his love is understanding. Within his love is everything. Within his love is wisdom. Within his love is wisdom for the day. I mean, just for the day. Think about that. Slow everything down to a day and take it every one day at a time. It's 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 a lot better for you because you don't you're not trying to think ahead. You don't have to try to think ahead. You don't want to have to try to plan ahead too because things are changing all the time. And then there's some things that are stable and we're used to that. And that's okay. But get ready for a change there too sometimes because sometimes change comes there too. And then we're back onto that groove again we were in, that we thought we were in, but we really weren't in that groove because we were actually in this place where we were, where we were in this place where we were struggling, and you can't really call that the groove, but yeah, it is a groove. You can get into groove, all kinds of grooves. But we get back in that groove again, and then you got these barbs sticking up again, and then, uh-oh, what are those barbs? And I pull you back down, but you want to get above those barbs, and you're all thinking, uh, and you're thinking, this is good, and this is good, and this is good, and this is good, and this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Pretty soon you've divided it out, and it's like, that's where we end up in our trouble. 
we, we, we want to divide the bad from the good, but we don't. We shouldn't do that. I mean, even Job said that. I mean, think about this guy. He lost everything, and his wife was dissing on him, too, man. And she, her words, man, you can read it for yourself. It's in Job 3. Just read it, man. She's dissing on him. She's all like, oh, just believe, just curse God and die. <laughs> and that's the same thing the devil said that God, to God when he, when he challenged God with Job's life. And he came to him and challenged him with Job's life. And Job was singing hell forth. He didn't do it. He didn't curse God and die. He went on and he actually, if you read the end of Job, he gets twice of everything. Plus his friends have to come and bow down before him and ask for forgiveness too. <laughs> and yeah, yeah was, there's a whole deal. There's a whole deal there where they, they come and repent before him. Man, we were wrong, man. You know, and, you know, it's it's like this is God's love, and He teaches us through other people's lives. He teaches us through these circumstances that we're going through. And if we would just look for that learning, we would gain wisdom from Him because He will give it to us. Thank. And here's how you ask Him for wisdom. You go to God, so it says, in James it says, ask God for wisdom, and God will give it to you. Well, how do you ask God? In faith. Well, you ask Him in faith, everything in faith. Huh? Thank you, Father God, for the wisdom for this day. Thank you for the wisdom that you're giving me right now. Thank you for the understanding that comes with that. Thank you for all of the knowledge and all of the understanding and all the wisdom that comes with that. Father, thank you for your wisdom. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. And that's basically it, and you receive it that way. You pray it that way and receive it that way. You receive it the same way you pray it. And I'll, tell, I'll guarantee you, you can start praying like that, it'll change your life. Just start praying like that, it'll change your life. And it, can, it works in every area of your life, really, I mean, because we need wisdom in every single thing we do. If we were walking in wisdom, a lot of us would be already vaccinated, and we'd already actually have masks on everywhere we went because it's recommended, but it's also good. It's been saving people's lives, okay? It's been saving people's lives. And there's this variant going on. You don't want to screw around. I, I, and I st you stay six feet away from people, but I've been staying away from pretty much everybody except when I go to the store or whether something like that, you know. And, and just a few people that I know that I know they're, you know, where they're at because I know where they're at, and I know when they come over here, they're where they've been at, and we all and we hang out a little bit together, and it's okay. But we still wear our masks. There's a sign on my date, gate that says that actually says that no wearing, you know, you know no mask, no admittance. Wear a mask if you're going to come over here, you know. And the reason why is because, you know, it's not just my, myself, but my mother and my brother. They both, you know, have health issues. But, you know, my brother's had health issues that would be very harmful in this area because he's had a few. I'm not going to mention those health issues. I'm just going to say he's had them. He doesn't have them right now, and I thank God for that. But they're always something that you always want to be careful, you know, with who you're hanging around with and stuff and, and just limit our time for a while. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. One of the things that we're missing in life is, is that space of meditation. We cry out for it, but here we have it right now, but we're trying to go out and be social still with a disease that we can pass to one another that can kill us. I mean, come on, man. Think about this. This is just rational thinking. Without thinking this, I would definitely get vaccinated. Definitely get vaccinated. It's helped me stay away from, to stay from getting these other, you know, from getting sick from it. It's helped other people from getting sick from it. Why wouldn't it help you? Why would it help you? People are afraid. Oh, it's Mark the Beast or it's this or that. You know what? Get out of these superstitions. Everything you're thinking is superstition. It's superstition. Just common sense. Do you want to get this? Do you want to pass it to somebody else? No. Then therefore, right there, that's the justification for you getting a shot right there. That's the thought. That's the thought. The other thought is, is whatever the other thought is. I don't know. I don't explore the other thought because I, I realized I needed it because I wanted to you know, fortify myself. Before everything started going weird, you know, I wanted to make sure just before everything started going weird, because I knew it was going to get weirder, and it's, it's already gotten weirder. And we have these variants that can freaking jump on you and over overtake you and mess with you too. 
So just limit our times. Listen to what God's saying here. Limit our times. It's, going to, it's basically the time to go in our closets and pray. He's giving us that time right now to do that. He's giving us... Sorry, I was fiddling with something next to me. but I'm not fiddling with it now. He's giving us time for, for us to go do that. Do that. Do that. Go in your closet and pray. Go in and seek Him. When you're in your closet, what are you doing? You're seeking His presence. You're seeking Him. You want to be in His presence. You want His presence so much in your life, but you're not just wanting it. You're reaching out for it, and you're saying, yes, I have it. We are in each other's presence. This is great. What are we going to do? What are we going to pray for? What are we going to do? What are we going to do in this time? Lord, get excited about it, because I'll tell you what, it changed my life. It's the only thing that's keeping me going. That's it. It's downright pretty much simple. It's about the only thing that's keeping me sane. Because everything else around us is insanity. I mean, think about this. I just flipped this channel just for a second, right? So I started looking at this uh, drug commercial, so I flipped the channel. I flipped it to uh, Galaxy, uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't even know it was on. Just flipped it. You know, one of my other favorite movies. And, and I'm sitting there and looking at the characters and stuff, and I'm thinking about this. While I'm talking to you guys, I'm thinking about how God, you know, how we're, each one of us are individually going through something beyond just this, this, this coronavirus thing. We need that time in our closet with Him to sort it out. We need that time with Him to sort it out. And I'm telling you, this time has been given to us for that right now. So go into your closet and pray. Go into your closet and seek God. So make yourself real. That's what I did. I said, you got to make yourself real. Otherwise, I get this. how am I going to believe in you? You know, you're invisible. I can't see you, but you're everywhere. Well, that's great. You're all knowing, but, you know, you have all the knowledge and everything. I'm going, like, what? Wait a minute. Don't I? I was created in your image, right? Because I know that much at least. You know, we all bear that. We all feel that. It's deep down in your core. That's your very core feeling. That's the first feeling you'll ever have. Knowing, you know, not, I don't mean feeling like beyond faith. I mean like as a faith feeling. You know, if you, get, you have faith to a point where you're like just feeling about it. You're like, man, I feel good about this faith. This is good because this is right. Because it is, you know, it's trust. Just big, seek, simple trust. Do we trust? Do we not? What do we trust in? Where do we put our trust? How do we use our trust? The trust we've been given, do we do we, do we hold it sacred? Or do we hold it in a place that's, uh, you know, doesn't matter? Sacred has to be sacred for me. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it really doesn't have to be for you. We all want trust. And our trust would first stem with Him. We have trust for other, other people. Even if they ask for it or not, it doesn't matter. You still give it to them to a certain amount. We all do it. It's because we have that first put that trust in Him. That trust in Him. That trust is Him. And He's working through us, through our lives. And it's His river of love that we're in. And that's where we find that trust. It's nowhere else. It's in His river. The river letting a river go over your head, swimming out of its current. I don't know if y'all got a river like we do in our town, but I can understand that because I come, I came from a river town. I'm from Boise, Idaho, and there's a great river here, and we can swim in it. And we can, yeah, we tube it every year. We used to tube it every year, <laughs> I should say. I haven't tubed it in a long time, but we tube it every, in a year. But I go down and go swimming every once in a while, and get out there in the current. There's a special spot where I like to swim. A couple, few of them actually, but there's this one in town where I go out and I just get in the river. It's over by Bowen Bridge. I like it over there. Uh, you know, I just. Um, just really like it there. I've always gone there and it's always had a good time there. And I like it, that little island. I've explored that little island there that's there, or the inlet, I should say, or outlet or whatever you call it. Um, the, yeah, I've explored that pretty extensively. There's actually a house foundation on that, right in the center of it. A lot of people don't know that, but um, uh, the 
those of you in Boise that are listening to this broadcast, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. When we were kids, we played all over the place, and the, and the Boise River is like a jungle. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and in some places, it's real jungly, and that's one area, and I like that. But the swimming right there is real good. The current's nice, and it's nice and deep. You can dive in without hitting your head on a rock, and um, we've done a lot of tubing, and that's where we've pulled off to. It's a great spot to pull off when you're tubing. And so, so it's kind of like a little park there with a little bunch of little inlets where you can pull your tubes and stuff in there. And, you know, we've pulled in there and hung out for... We've also walked down there from uh, from uh, Warm Springs Avenue. It's right there behind behind the natatorium or in that area by the natatorium. You can walk down there uh, just from the north end. So we walked down there because we, I lived on the north end for a while there on uh, Washington and Ames. And so we walked over there and spent a lot of time over there too. And I uh, just love that area. And one of the things I love about that area the most is the way the trees are built, have built it in and caved it. And it's like a shady area on the river where it's deep. And the river's moving slow, but it's wide, and it's deep, and it reminds me of the river of God. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful in that area. The whole city's beautiful. The river's awesome. We swim in it, catch fish in it. You just catch fish and eat it. Now we don't eat the fish anymore because of the mercury and stuff like that, but still, catch and release. There's a lot, there's a, there's a place where um, you can catch a lot of redfish, and the redfish are big at a certain time of the year. And uh, I like going down there. I used to like going down there. I don't go down there anymore to go fishing or anything because I haven't gone down there for a while because the, the just, uh, uh, life changes and you just get doing different things. But um, um, that's all part of life. And it comes back to that change I was talking about earlier. How there's areas in our lives where God's working on us. And if we look at those places where, where we have weaknesses, those places where we have strength because of Him, we'll understand His love just a little bit more. And that love is His river flowing over us every each and every day. You guys have a great one. And this is my broadcast. Don't touch your doll. I'll be right back. Bit the limit. And then <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> Rev DDT Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev.